I'm Shane. I'm Bo. We are your Kentucky Fried Critics. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to kick everything off this time with a rundown of all of the socials and the many places you can find us. We forgot to really do this last time. Yeah, we're still trying to get the hang of all this, guys. We're also the kind of people where, you know, like, uh, you have to remind us that we should be telling new people that they should find us in all these places. Yeah, because there's more than the core group, right? Yeah. You can find us, uh, let's start with Instagram. Instagram is going to be at Kentucky Fried Critics. It's nice and simple. Facebook is also nice and simple. It's going to be, you can just search for the, the page. If you really want to type in the URL, if you're that person, it's facebook.com slash Kentucky Fried Critics. Cause for we those get purists that. out yeah. there. YouTube is where it gets a little weird. You can find us if you just search Kentucky Fried Critics. You'll find us for sure. But if you're going to type in the URL because you're that person, it's going to be YouTube.com slash at KF Critics. Somebody had Kentucky Fried Critics. We're still working on seeing yeah. if we can try to get that once everything shuts. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to promo that match. So I want to find those guys. Hopefully we'll be able to get that. Then the website is going to be the last one. That's at our sponsors, our hosts here at ACAST. Uh, podcasting so it's going to be shows.acast.com slash kentucky hyphen fried hyphen critics man you're you're on it with those hyphens now man it, it took a while to get better at that practice in the mirror i'm telling you i had to do some work that's for <laughs> sure then uh the last thing we'll mention is just obviously this is a podcast if you could be listening to it at youtube but if not we are found on most podcast hosting sites i listen on spotify you can find us on Spotify, uh, Amazon, Google Play, Google Podcast, which Google I think Podcast. is turning into YouTube Podcast. I don't know. It's going to be going away soon, but it doesn't matter. I, I'll get us set up to wherever if, if that's how you find us. So yeah, we'll let everybody know if there's something new. What else? I feel like we're missing one. iHeartRadio? I don't know who listens to podcasts that <laughs> Are way. Are we, we really? We are definitely <laughs> signed up on their podcast platform. That's awesome. I think that's everything. I mean, they're, they're, again, guys, if you search for us, most at this point, most podcast yeah, platforms you'll, probably have us. You'll get give us a Google, you'll find something that yeah. give you a giggle. Yeah, that's a that's the rundown of our socials. That's how to find everything. Yeah, let's, let's get to our beer. Let's get to what we're drinking today. We got some Knuckles Strong Ale from Sawstone Brewing Company, our local brewing company here, right in Moorhead. That's right. I'm there. Well, maybe this year not as often as I would have liked to have been, but usually I try to be there like at least once a week, once every two weeks to have yeah. a drink and it's see a good the place. It's a, it's a nice place. You're nicer all the time. Yeah, nice They're and adding chill. more and more uh, seating outside and like it's nice. They have a stage now. Yeah, for like live events and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's getting real nice. Yeah. But yeah, well, nothing. we got a little bit of a surprise twist for everybody. It wasn't even a surprise for us. We came in with the full intentions to do uh, Sonic 2. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, excuse me. We're going to talk about the movie. We should get the movie title yeah, correct. Yeah, the movie title, right. So the, the, the movie is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. But when we got here this morning... We, you know, before we start recording, because again, you guys know we don't talk about the movies before we start doing the podcast to try yeah. to keep it as got to keep off that the cuff reaction as we can. We both just kind of realized um, watching the movie just made us want to play games, and and since we want to play games now, instead of talking about the movie, we kind of just want to talk about Sega games. Yeah, we'll start with Sonic and yeah, Knuckles, obviously. That way, we can still keep our our little game going and, and true to itself. Yeah, we'll probably more broadly just be talking about. Sega 
Sega in general and how great it was. But we will start with the Sonic franchise for sure. Before we get into the games, I do want to give one quick nod to Jim Carrey. Yes. It is sad that we're not doing this because this is the most Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey we've had in the last 20 years. I know that statement sounds weird, but if you play it back and listen to it, it makes sense. Because they just, just let him be Jim Carrey for that movie. Oh, I'm and telling like you, it him. was literally like watching a 90s Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was like the mask redone. You know what I mean? Like it was Ace Ventura all over again. Like it was that. Yeah. Just got the directors behind the camera. He's just like, all right, Jim, just, just kind of do stuff. And he's like, all righty then. Yeah, so that was definitely a great live action Robotnik adaptation. For oh, yeah, sure. it was fantastic. I loved the stash. Yes. Now, that being said, we're just going to. It was a good movie. I was surprised. That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. Let's go ahead and just roll on into talking about say, the, the Sonic games. The Sonic games. Let's first let's start with you did own a Sega. I owned a Sega. We owned the same Sega Genesis yep. growing up because you had it first. Your family yeah, had, it we had it first. Uh, and then and then I moved to an area that had the Sega channel, which for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, which is probably most people. Oh, yeah. Unless you lived. The in, only reason I know about it is because of you. Unless you lived in a very few select marketing places that didn't exist. But essentially it was on demand gaming. So it was like Game Pass in like 1993. It's something. It was nuts. It was all through a modem. You could, uh, every month you had like 90 games at your disposal. So we moved to an area where that was something that could be had. And my parents were like, I'm going to save a fortune on renting games. Yeah. My dad contacted your mom and was like, hey, sis, you've got one of them Sega things, right? I'll trade you my Super Nintendo for it. I know you like Zelda. And my mom's over like, I do like Zelda. So we... That's how the swap. infamous trade happened. And and I, it, I got pilot wings, so I was super happy about it. We didn't get a lot of games in the trade, but I know we them. only we only had like four. Sonic 2. You guys Sonic, had Sonic 2. We had Sonic 2, Aladdin, The Lion King, something else. Um, I don't know. And, like a, a and there was like a racing game I think I had. Now, that being said, I definitely played probably the entire 800-some game catalog of the the Sega Genesis while I owned the Sega because of the Sega channel. Yeah, it was nice and convenient. Just, oh, yeah. Was it like, did they do it like TV? Just like at four o'clock, you get to play Sonic or No, no. So something? it was literally like uh, there were 80 games and you just picked what game. Like it was in categories. You would turn it on. Right. Yeah. And you would you would just go through like a, a list. It would be like, you know, uh, arcade uh, and platformers. Right. And it would you'd click that list and there'd be like six. Did you uh, use the Sega remote to click through everything? Yeah, it was oh, all it was, it, dude, oh, it was all the Sega Genesis. Nice. So the, what it was is you'd take this giant modem thing. Right. But it was on a Sega cartridge bottom and it plugged it directly plugged into, right the into the Sega the Genesis. So every cable went into that thing. That's but cool. it had so it was a modem so it had a cable and it, but it was some kind of early cable modem because it had coaxial the coaxial one that ran into the back the one I could never get to screw yeah. in properly I remember this specifically because the coaxial cable that came with it was um, Sonic Blue oh that's awesome so it was one of those that ran into the back so it was some kind of early form of cable internet right uh, yeah. it was definitely early I say that because it was not fast because yeah. Sega Genesis games are not big and it still took like minutes to load to load in. into the but so the thing that plugged in was a modem and the smallest of hard drives that essentially was loading ROMs of like, the game uh, sent, you know like just licensed by Sega themselves that's pretty cool that's streaming before streaming and so it would load that into that hard drive until you turn the power off 
And so you would just be playing the game like normal. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, you every month you'd get uh, the categories would change up. So again, like uh, there would be some staples like the arcade platformer that was always there because yeah. obviously that's uh, a 16-bit era gaming. You yeah, we're going to play some platforming games. Oh, yeah. It was just 90 percent of them yeah. usually. Uh, but there'd be like a fighting game section. There'd be a um, road rash usually got its own section because there were like four or five of those games. You know that one? The motorcycle, the motorcycle, yeah. motocross beat, beat people up. Yeah. And hit them with chains and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I remember uh, that. that would have its own section. Role playing games would get its own section. So I played a ton. Not that the Sega Genesis was was known for role playing games. Yeah, they did have more role playing games. Yeah, more role playing games were on the Super Nintendo. Well, just in general. Uh, Nintendo was a you know big promoter for like role playing games. That being said, there are some classics. There's gonna be Fantasy Star Four, Shining Force Two. That's one of my favorites. I've heard of it. I've never got to play it's it. It's where my online moniker Bowie Seven Ten. Nice. It comes Bowie is the main character, the, the default main character name. You know, like if you don't change it, yeah. If, if you decide not to name it yourself, I played that game so many times. If that, you, you weren't know, the typical kid who's like, my name's ass. <laughs> well, I I just played that game so many times. Yeah. That I stopped. Yeah, it's like there's no reason. I just to. hit the button. Yeah. I was you like, know, like, I, I want to get past this. I want to play the game. Like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. And one of the okays was. I do that with Final Fantasy X. was one of the character names. So it, after a certain point, I got more used to seeing the main character with his default name than any name I had ever come up with. Even the very first time I played through it and really the thing that made me love the game. Yeah. The immersion was like, oh, I get to name my character. And after, it's me. Yeah. After that, though, like literally I saw. And so now I use that character's name in all my role playing games. So literally like Bowie is the name. Like to me, that is just that that is role playing game, role playing name. game name. Yeah, say that ten times fast. It was hard. Game, I'm glad I got it out the game. first time. <laughs> Again, we we'll be talking probably a lot of Sega in general, so we'll come back to some of these. Yeah, if this we is, need a, this to. is a, our test uh, episode we, into it. Yeah, but we do want to at least start, like we said, with Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Uh, so we already established the the one that Bo grew up with was Sonic Two. Did you ever play Sonic and Knuckles as a kid? With you. You had okay, it. Yeah, yes. I did. I was going to say, I did get it. I you, got it for Christmas uh, one year. You were really good at getting the the crystals. Yeah, the Chaos Emeralds. The Chaos Emeralds. And the bonus levels. Yeah. yeah. The reason for that, anybody, uh, any, any listeners out there, if you had this game, you also already know this, but Sonic and Knuckles was a game. It's one of the first or one of the only cartridges I know that did this. It opened up, yeah. right? And you could plug other... You could plug Sonic 3, Sonic 2, and Sonic 1 specifically into it, and you could put Knuckles into those games. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So that... Did it, we not ever do that? I did. I don't remember ever doing it. But I was like four, so it's fine. Uh, but so yeah, you could plug... If you had any of those original games, you could plug it into the top, and you would have them. But... Any other Sega Genesis game you plugged into the top would load in a randomized bonus level, the Chaos Emerald bonus oh, level. Oh, cool, where you have to collect the balls. So there were days That's just all where I would did. just plug in the other Sega cartridges I had until I mastered <laughs> bonus levels. And so then when I got to them in the game, That's I would cool. know that map. I would know that sphere and yeah. the layout and where things were. Dude, I got so good at that. In that in those type of levels, one of the things that you would regularly run into is the classic star bumper that's in Sonic, right? Yeah, the thing that would just kick me and it out. Would bounce, it, in five it would seconds. bounce you into one of the red spheres, and that would be the end yep. of the game. Me. I got so good. I, I would spend so much time. This is way after. This is this is this is when I was uh in high school, so you would have been in middle school. So this is yeah. way after way when after. you're talking about. But I would get 
just like a bored teenager not having that many other games and stuff to do i would plug one of those cartridges in and i got so good that i could just bounce in between the red bout the star things and bounce my way around just, the levels just bing, 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 yeah bing 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 i just bing, like a map. giant pinball machine uh but yeah so sonic and knuckles was a a, a great game it revolutionized like i said it was a cartridge plugging into a cartridge, which probably would have been used a lot more had the Sega Genesis not come at a time where it was almost like the the end the of the end. cartridge era. Yeah, uh, you know, Nintendo held on for a little bit. Yeah, they were the last ones. But yeah, so oh, no, they're kind of bringing it back with all the Switch cartridges yeah. and stuff. Well, Nintendo never wanted to let go. No, because the don't only like time, discs. They, well, the only time they did, they've done this twice. Right, the the GameCube. And oh, sorry, three times now. This is a GameCube, the GameCube, Wii, and the Wii, Wii U. And of the three times. Two of them, they had to go weird with the discs. Like the Wii is the only one that uses like a it. It's a looks like a normal disc, right? Like it looks yeah. like a CD. But the GameCube is tiny. Yeah, I loved those. Have you ever seen a Wii U disc? Don't think so. Okay, so you know a CD is like is a circular object, but it is squared on the the edge is a rough edge. Yeah. Right. You can feel the corner. Yeah. Right. Wii U DVDs are rounded. They're smooth. That's weird. It's so strange, dude, to hold one in your yeah. hand because you know what a DVD should feel like in your hand. Yeah. I feel like when you hold it, it just feels like it's awkward. It's got a hard edge. Like if you turned it at an angle, I could probably cut myself with it. But not this not one. Not this one. They just completely rounded the edges out. It's like, well, we don't want anybody to hurt themselves with ours. Yeah. I love Nintendo. They're always trying to do weird, strange gimmicks. Look, I, I only had the Sega because we traded. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I am a Sega Genesis fanboy because uh, I grew up with parents who bought me video game systems all the time. I am not trying to fault them. They were not the kind of people that, you know, they weren't the parents that were like, video games are going to rot your brain. Yeah. Uh, my mom couldn't. She played more video yeah. games than me. So there's none of that, like, you can't play video games. It's like, well, then you stop. But my parents only bought Nintendo. No, it didn't matter what game system I asked for. <laughs> it was just Nintendo. They bought Nintendo. Video game I game. owned every Nintendo system I've owned every Nintendo system. The last really good one with GameCube. Uh, minus handheld. I've never I've never owned a single Nintendo handheld system. You never system. had a Game Boy? I never had a Game I had a game, I had a game Gear. I, I remember taking... the Game Gear. I was so excited when you showed me that because of that movie. What's it called? With the... Surf Ninjas. Yeah, Surf Ninjas. I had that game. Yeah, I know. It's a great game. <laughs> I could not get past the first level and it made me so mad. There were scenes in that game where you would you could ask for hints. And the hint would literally turn into the little boy in the movie as he looked at his Game Gear until it pulled his Game Gear screen as your Game Gear screen. Oh, trippy. I love that movie. As I a do kid. too. I Rob love Schneider. It. Yes, Rob Schneider and uh, what's his name? I don't The Ninja Turtles. Yeah, team. he played for Ken in Ninja Turtles 2. Which means he was also one of the turtles in Ninja Turtles 1. He was in the. Oh, was he? Yeah. I did not know that one. That's how he got the job. Nice. But yeah, I have a huge fondness for the Sega Genesis because it's the only system I had growing up that was not a Nintendo. That wasn't a Nintendo. Don't get me wrong, like the Sega Channel, having that is huge to the, the fondness I have for the system because I did get to play so many games. Yeah. But regardless, just the fact that it was the only non Nintendo system I ever got to own, I wanted a PlayStation. I asked for a PlayStation. PlayStation. I got you a Nintendo sixty I got a Nintendo sixty four. I uh I got the PlayStation. Yeah. Well again, I as it was futuristic and fancy, it took CDs. Well, as established, I love role playing games. 
And if you were going to pick a system that had role-playing games, I promise you, the Nintendo 64, despite earlier Nintendo outings oh, yeah. being huge role-playing game Yeah, machines, Super Nintendo's full of it. The 64? None. Really? Uh, Quest 64? Is that it? That's it. And it's like oh an, it's an action-adventure RPG. There's no, like, turn-based. Oh, so they, like, super leaned into the 3D and was like, well... Yeah, yeah. No, everything about the 64. I had a Nintendo 64 uh, since I had every Nintendo system. The Nintendo 64 was all about the 3D for everything. So there were almost no games. I want to say Paper Mario is one of the only like 2D, 2D game. style games on that. Oh, system. that sucks because PlayStation still had like a lot of like uh, like Castlevania yeah, on I the know. PlayStation. It, I know. But it's still just a platformer. The, they literally put Tetris on the Nintendo 64 in a sphere. Tetrasphere. Oh, fuck. That sounds just insanely and unnecessarily hard. I like Tetris, but that's too much. Uh, but yeah, we need to get back to Sega. Oh, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're dealing we at least need to try Nintendo, to, we'll talk about you later. Yeah, well, we're going to stick with our, our Sega. But, but again, I was just establishing that there is a real reason why you love the Sega, Sega so Genesis, much. Yeah. But Sonic and Knuckles, we like we said, it, it revolutionized things it, with the snap-on. I, don't, I literally I don't know any other game that did the snap-on. Not for you to do anything special. No, Game Genie and, you know, like, like those type of things. Yeah. But I can't think of a game. That I know like there's like on. a bootleg Nintendo game where you have to use another game to get it to work. <laughs> so if any fans out there know of any other game that does what Sonic and Knuckles did, where you could plug other cartridges into it, let us know. Because I honestly, off the top of my head, I can't. I can't think of anything else. I can't either. Now, again, I just want to go to this because you were like, Nintendo, man, they love to come up with the crazy stuff. Yeah. That is true, I would say, post-Super Nintendo world, right? If you think 64, they started trying, you know, they had the memory card in the back. They yeah. made a disk drive that never got to the U.S., you know, all that. Everything post. The rumble pack. Yeah. Super Nintendo was not that though. Super Nintendo had what the Super Nintendo controller, the the scope, scope and fuck. I think that was it, wasn't it? This is what I'm saying. So they weren't the the people that revolutionized with like crazy gimmicks at the time. Sega was again. I got way onto the Sega bandwagon. Being someone, you were on that team. I, you, you were on the other side of the war. So you could get. For the Sega Genesis, you could get a... Oh, again, we already... The Sega channel itself was a modem that could plug in, yeah. but that was very specific to certain markets. You could get an actual modem that plugged in and you would plug a game into it, and then you would plug the phone line into the modem and connect to people to be able to play two-player games. <laughs> That's fucking Through cool. some kind of old-school... Old-school. Dial-up connection server that Sega had set up. Did you have that? So I bought a lot of these things from game <laughs> companies uh, as the Sega Genesis was dying. So I owned this thing. Nice. They died on I it never worked. used this I thing. Saying, I, I owned it. I figured it didn't work. I owned it, though. Nice. That's good. I, That's I good plugged brand. a game into it. I never plugged a phone line into it. You should have. You could have played with some dude in Beijing or something. Lord only knows what it would have you been like. You could have two-player Sonic in, 2. He could have been Tails. In 95, there's no telling what it would have been like. <laughs> it moves at like five frames a second. Um, beat, beat, so what, the Sega also beat. had uh, the Octagon. You know what the Octagon Oh, the is? sensor the thing where you can like kick you, and punch. You could play fighting game. Well, you could play any game, but it was definitely designed for yeah. a fighting game. But yeah, it was literally a, a plastic octagon that sat around you on the floor and it had sensors that pointed directly up. 
and each you, direction of the octagon you could throw your hands you just break the beams would uh would be a different you know like up down left right a b or c that's pretty cool and start that's eight right up down left right a b c start yeah yeah so it's the octagon yeah so because this was before most fighting games had like diagonals yeah you know, like everything you just, was up you went down up, left or right you went up to jump and then push right to move over. In good games, in good games for fighting games, you push up to jump. It's not another separate button. There's some games you get in there and you're playing and you're like, how do I? Well, certainly. Why am I not jumping? Certainly in the eight, six, yeah, the eight 16, bit, 16 18 bit era, bit, you, want you the, should never have it be. It should you're never wasting be a block. Button. You're wasting a button. Yes. To make a jump. I can't remember what game it was, but it was infuriating because the up button was block and you'd keep accidentally hitting it and it would just mess up whatever you were trying to do. I want to jump and then you'd like crouch or something stupid. So since obviously we can't seem to stay on Sonic and Knuckles, we'll just move past <laughs> it. What, since you have a, a smaller purview of all the Sega games, what's your favorite Sega Genesis game? Do you have one that, that stands out to you as like a favorite? I do, but I don't know the name of it. Go for it. Me. Hopefully, hopefully somebody, some fans can somebody help Somebody, please. I'm going to describe it as best I can. Somebody tell me what this game is. Me and my sister would rent it from Movie Warehouse all the time. There's like two brothers and you race and there's like mine carts and you got to run through like hills and mountains. And at the end of every race, you if you win, the chick who looks like daisy duke kisses you and i get to rub it in my sister's face because she always lost if anyone has yes. any idea what this is please please help Bo because <laughs> he told me and i i have no clue and i have played a lot of sega genesis games like i said nearly the whole catalog neither one of us so every once in a while i'll be like you remember that game and i'm like yes but i have no idea what it's called so i have no clue oh i even went through like the you know you can download the yeah, yeah, yeah. all the sega games i went through like that whole list one game at a time looking through it and i couldn't find nothing for me it's a lot harder to nail down like a favorite sega genesis game because again i've played a lot uh, now, if we, we we can go like category category by category, I could definitely nail you some like hard. I mean, hard we got time. Categories. You want to do it? You want so to like a RPG. I've already said yeah. can be Shining Force Shining too. Force. That being said, there are some real gems uh, in the RPG category that I feel like some people should check out. Uh, maybe even you if you've not tried these. Uh, so that's gonna be um, Breath of Fire. You ever played any of those? The third they, one is on PlayStation. I was say, I played the Breath one Fire on 3. PlayStation. I played Breath, Breath of Fire 3. 3. I can't where say it. Where you're um, the, the little Ra guy. Ryu guy. Yeah. The little, the, well, the, I, specifically the little kid one. Is that the one you played? Where he's like, he's like a, he looks like a little like eight-year-old or something. eight-year-old sprite. Sprite guy. Okay. That's why I wanted to make sure because you're oh, the main character in every Breath of Fire is always a blue-haired guy named Ryu. So I had to specify. It's a little confusing. And, and they all can turn into dragons. At least Final Fantasy, they give you different characters. So that's the the kicker. And you're, you are different characters. Don't get misguided here. Every Breath of Fire is a different guy named Ryu. Maybe. But he is always a blue-haired guy named Ryu. They just who can turn into dragons. But so yeah, Breath of Fire 2 is on Sega Genesis. I feel like it's also on the Super Nintendo, so you can play it nice. on either. You Because know, early Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo Wars era, very few games were specific to one system. Yeah. Most games were on both. You I just, think Earthbound's on both, you isn't just, it? No, that's a Super That's a Nintendo franchise. Oh, is it? 
Uh, but yeah, early games were like, no, this is ours. You can't have it. Very rarely. Yeah. Most of the time you'd find games Sometimes that were even just like, like sports games wouldn't even cross over. It's like, no, you can have soccer. We get football. Uh, it's not even that with sports games. It became uh, whenever it was a specific celebrities sports games. Those would be on specific systems. Yeah. No, what I was saying is that mo back then it was different than today, because back then most games, almost every game was on both systems. Very few games were on like just an exclusive yeah. one. Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo shared massive amounts of games. Although now I think about it, maybe not. I don't know which one it would come out because today is kind of the same, too. They kind of switch things up. Yeah. They'll have like one or two, like this is ours. You can't mess with this franchise like Halo. And but so back to what I was saying, though, there are a lot of role playing games uh, that I would. Breath of Fire is definitely one. It's on both, though. So that one's a little bit cheating. Fantasy Star is the series that is a Sega Genesis specific. So like my favorite, like I said, is Shining Force 2. That is a tactical style role playing game you know like, like where you're top down yeah yeah top down you're around moving the around the map yeah yeah so if that's not your thing i love those games i do too uh inspired by that one yeah. um but if those aren't your your type of role playing game then you should try fantasy star those games are there are four of them on the sega genesis they have also been like Fantasy Star Universe uh, is a new it's like the newest version of the same thing. It's like a it was an MMORPG, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, Fantasy Star is like the big franchise. It's their Final Fantasy. Yeah, if you will. Again, uh, much like <laughs> Breath of Fire, though, uh, there is always a main character who is a female named Elise. There's usually you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's just certain character it, it's we like to keep this it's a thing well but in that one you find out when you play the fourth one it is specifically that it is it is cyclical the fourth one sets up this whole thing where this is a bad guy this is the game i brought up during night of the comet oh is it? it's the one that's got where, the comet they come the comet and so comes? that fourth game with the comet cool, we can talk about this is explaining to you why there is this, uh, this whole cycle that goes yeah, on and the and it, it is a cycle that has it touched the first three games nice so it is uh, the fourth one is just the one that like wraps up the story by giving you this cyclical like people yeah. are re being reborn. Final Fantasy does it too. There's always like a Cecil uh, and a Wade. Yeah, the Final Fantasy does have a few characters. These ones in these games, it's almost it's like your whole main cast is almost it's always, always the, the same, same people. Yeah, yeah. That's fun, but it's not the same people again. That's why I keep yeah. You keep saying that. I want to make sure we're very clear. Here. It's not the same not character. The same, it, well, they don't look the same. They're not the same. In Fantasy Star One, your main character that's name is Elise is literally like a tiger chick. Like she's got a tail and stuff, man. In Fantasy Star Four, there is your main character is named Elise, and but she is not a tiger girl, and she is you. You've been saying yeah. like they are drastically not the same people. They just have the same names. Saves you having to come up with new character names. But like I want to say in Four, like it's literally like her. It's literally like first and last name. Like like the same. It's exactly maybe. the same. Yeah. It's crazy. That being said, if you are going to try to get into some old role-playing games and you hear me say this, Fantasy Star, do not play 3. What's wrong with 3? Three? 3 has this really crazy mechanic where it's like uh, after a certain amount of time, the the team you're playing with die and or, or they don't die, but they just like skip a generation and you go to their <laughs> kids. And so it's up to you to decide like who might partner up. So like every time you play through might be completely like... Your final team might be way different than your first team because it all depends on the progeny that you decide to have. 
So you have along to, the way, you got to make your teammates hook up so they can make good offspring for you later yeah. down the road. That's super weird. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I said, avoid the third one. Yeah, we'll go ahead and skip that one. <laughs> one, two, and four. Yeah. All amazing games. I don't know who decided to make three. It's really crazy. Those are very classic RPG. Like it's a weird uh, animal people hybrids and robots and space. And yeah, it, Final Fantasy nine style. Yeah, where it's got a lot of weird. They, they are. They are. a. It's a good franchise. Cool. Um, my, I want to get a Sega. It's like my next because I, I love them. I can't speak highly enough of them. Well, I've been close starting to collect like nintendo games and stuff but like they're they seem to be easier to find than sega stuff like i can't find a, a working sega oh an actual like sega an actual one Ooh, no i'd imagine yeah they're hard to find but i see super nintendos everywhere eight super nintendos up on the wall and they're all yellow why do they all turn yellow it was the weird plastic that's they... why the genesis is so sought after man it's right black. it looks sleek black perfect forever nice you just kind of little armor all shine it up i want to get an original sega but i've been playing on the the retron 2 hd which is super nice because they fixed the lag thing so yeah so for anybody i i do know what a retro oh, yeah, is, but just in case anybody is yeah well just in case Again, it's, we we <laughs> automatically assume that our fan base is exactly just a like bunch us. Of nerds like us, but they they could not have uh, they could have different overlapping <laughs> fan bases, so yeah. they might not be in this fan base. So just yeah, Retron Two is a nice nifty emulator machine. Well, the, uh, Retron in general, the company, yeah, yeah they make uh, different. It will play Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say the two does that. The but they've got like a three, four, three, five. four. But they get progressively more expensive, and as they you play go. more and more systems, right? Like that's yeah. the thing. Like when you get the five, it still does Sega and Super Nintendo, but it also does, it does like Atari's, all the Japanese systems, yeah. and all that stuff. But it's like two hundred and something bucks. But yeah, you the, might as well be buying a brand new system. Yeah, but like the. The two wasn't that bad. It was like 80. That's not bad. Right. And it's HD. It plugs into your HDMI cable. Yeah. And, and they they fixed it, the lag. Yeah. With the so button. it auto does everything. Yeah. So like I don't have any problem. You know, you'd have you sit there and you'd have the button and then it would delay on the TV if you didn't have a special thing. I think they fixed it because I'm not having any problems playing any of my Super Nintendo games. But the... The one, I don't know what it's called. There's one that does play the Sega games, but it's way more expensive. It's like 150 bucks, and I don't understand why. So I, yours doesn't play Sega? No, it just plays Nintendo no, and Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. That's Which is what I grew which up is good. on. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I got for hey, eighth grade. I played plenty of those. Yeah, I got your pilot wings, and you had like three baseball <laughs> games for some reason. My dad loved baseball games. Is that why? Yeah, he there didn't so play any of them. He didn't play them. He just like he just them. collected them essentially. I just like to have them uh, because, especially back then, a sports game, a, a baseball game in general, specifically. There wasn't much to it. Well, there wasn't much to it, and they were fucking hard. Yeah, dude. they were. I never computers could, were challenging, dude. I could never do anything. I was on trying that, like, to um, major league baseball or something like that. Talk, I know yeah. when you're talking. I already know because I played a lot of it. Could you ever? Before we switched. could you ever hit the ball? I could never. Oh, hit I the, hit the ball. I, I got pretty good. I could never ball. win though. 
to pull us back to a little bit of Sega, or, or this is really one of those games that like uh, bridges the gap. I w- I never liked sports games. I still don't I like don't sports either. games, but especially like back then, because again, like we said, they're they were pretty simplistic. Yeah, right. Like I mean, you know, you played a football game, you picked a play from a playbook, and they ran and then it. you hoped that you you could follow oh, it because everybody right. else was going to do exactly what you hit on that playbook. Yeah, so I was never a big fan. But there were some like uh, weird futuristic ones or like the Monster League ones. Have you ever seen any of these? No. So like in the like uh, I I want to say it's like Baseball Nine Thousand or something like it's it's a really hokey name. Um, I I don't know if that one's on both systems. I, the Monster League one or Mutant League ones are definitely on both systems. But so like the futuristic one, literally like you'd play baseball, right? But you could get pitches where it was like rocket pitch or like, <laughs> you know, like crazy, like special, like game power up. Yeah, effects. power up one. Um, if you were going to explode the bat batter in the mutant league one, you could do stuff like in the football, like you could literally knock someone's head off. <laughs> And then their head would go like rolling on the field. Nice. It was f- so much fun. You could Aww. knock people into like football field would have like holes in the ground and you could knock people straight through them. <laughs> it was great. So I missed those, out on that, on those sports games. Those I were played the, that. Those were the only kind of those in like uh, NBA Jam. Yeah, I played that one. That again. Where you could like He's on the fire. Yeah, the ball would catch on fire and boom. Boom. Shaka laka. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I played those, that one. You got to make sports games more fun. Those were great. Yeah, dude, where you could you, you put codes in and turn into if a I crazy to, special people. If I wanted to just play sports, I would go outside and play, actually play and sports. actually play them, right? If I'm playing a video game, I want it to be yeah, a video game. Give me power able, up. Yeah. Let the ball catch on fire. <laughs> Let me <laughs> knock somebody's head off. I have poison touch, you know, stuff like that. Because it's a video game. Yeah. And let me be in a video game. If I go try and play in real life, if I even, like, tap somebody with my elbow, everybody gets mad. Oh, you're playing too rough. I didn't have a lot of friends. I think we've already established I had the Sega channel, and I spent a lot of time inside (laughs) playing the Sega. There's a reason why it's my favorite system. Yeah. It was my friend. Yeah, the Sega was your friend. Super Nintendo was my friend. What is your favorite Sonic game? My favorite Sonic game? Yeah. Uh... Sonic 3. Is it why? I don't think I ever played that one. I played 1 and 2. Sonic 3 uh introduced a lot of the power-ups that were still So like Sonic and Knuckles is essentially just like Sonic 3.5. Yeah. Right? Like uh it is a different game, but it is like some of the same levels, it is some some of the same like um sprites and you know like uh well, one and things. two did that too. But they just added the the Punching. knuckle climbing yeah. mechanic for Knuckles, right? So Sonic 3, though, like, uh, I I loved it. So, again, having the Sega channel, like, that being a thing when uh, I had it when that game came out. So having the Sega channel was one of those things where you got to try games. I got to beta test games before they come out. Ooh, cool. Through the Sega channel. like that, So one of the categories, like I was saying, like, arcade platformer, one of them would just be, like, unreleased. Right. And so you would just be beta testing unreleased games. So I beta test Golden Axe 4. Cool. I like those games. Uh, I beta tested Adam's Family Fester's Quest. We're we're, we're getting real. On the Sega? Yeah, we're getting real. Wasn't that already on the, the, the NES like a few years before that? I have no. No, probably not. It probably came out on Sega first and then they made a Nintendo port. Ah. 
Because that the Nintendo stayed relevant way longer than it should have because they would make downgraded ports of Super Nintendo and Sega games. Yeah, there's a it. really crappy version of King's Quest V on the NES. One of the things I definitely played was Sonic 3, like early stages and different things like that. And so like you can't like the Sega Genesis and not like Sonic. He's the mascot. He's the the the, the thing that made people go fast creature. Yeah. Whereas the special shoes, those those red shoes, like you can recognize them from anywhere. And he's cool. He's got like an attitude on like the Yeah, compared to Mario. Just, if, if you just leave him standing there, he'll get all cross his arms start tapping his foot like come on man we got shit to do well that's what sega genesis was all about yeah. they were the you know like nintendo was the they thought they were established and they didn't have to prove themselves yeah and so they kind of became like uh pardon this extra nerdy uh analogy but they became like the ibm they became the stuffy old men <laughs> of you know the video the game, game world. world ibm was the stuffy old men in the computer world you wanted to be like intel or you wanted to be, you know like microsoft you wanted yeah. to be somebody that was young and cutting edge you didn't want to be the old we're the gritty underdog yeah and sega was that punk right? rock yeah yeah sega does what nintendo don't that's right i remember those commercials and they just throw in the nintendo in the in the toy box yeah. those are baby toys yeah dude there was a full-on war back in the day like i saw kids getting Fist fights over Nintendo or Sega. I lost what I was talking about. Your favorite Sega game or Sonic game. Oh. Was Sonic 3. Sonic 3. Sorry. It was a really big can, you guys. When, when you go to the brew house, it's a really big can if you take it home. It's like it's a crowler. It's yeah. a 32 ounce. Yeah. It's, it's the same as if we both had a pint. Uh, we are definitely a little bit further into them than we normally would be. This is yeah, because we're far just... into the podcast. So again, as as you can already tell, we are just testing this out. We're yep. trying to talk about a topic. We're seeing if this is something we there's can no... do. We want to do. If you guys like it, if yeah. we like it, it's uh... there's no research here. We didn't plan any. Of no, this is again. This is all off the cuff. This is knowledge that we both have. So if you hear us dropping some kind of random piece of knowledge that. It's wrong. Correct me. I don't care. Because right now we're just going off the dome. Next time we decide to do a topic, we probably will do some kind of research. But again, this was this was last minute. We're keeping it real for you guys. Yeah. Uh, we just felt like this was more what we wanted to talk, talk about, about yeah. with video games. Because watching the movie definitely just makes it you... made me want to play Sega. Made you nostalgic. So bad. For fucking Sega, right? And the oh. 90s. Yeah, the 90s. Everything, in general, like that movie—it felt very '90s. So yeah, it just it gives you this vibe of like, especially the way they had school. Sonic with the with the him having the attitude. And yeah. Stuff. So again, like the, I understand how we we just wanted we want to live this yeah. this version of Sonic. My so favorite. Sonic Sonic Three, uh, just to get back to it, brought in. <laughs> but yeah, Sonic Three. The reason it's my it is my favorite is because it brought in some of the craziest power ups that you ever saw in a Sonic. Like you know, like the. Uh, first one and the second one, you had you could run faster with the boots. The boots and the blue the, shield, yeah. where you could take one damage from anything and be okay, yeah. and not lose any rings. The sparkle, and then sparkle, thing. where again you it would just kill it, stuff. Yeah, it would kill things too. Exactly, like you were immune and you could kill things. It was a star power. Yeah, from Mario, right? I mean, Pretty much, thought it was. It, it lasted like ten seconds. But so when you get to three. 
you start getting stuff like the fire shield. And the fire shield lets you, uh, it wraps you in fire. So that way, if there's any of those enemies that shoot the fire out. It just dissipates it. You're fine. You don't get hurt by it. But on top of that, if you double tap the jump button. So, you know, you jump in the air. When you're in the air, if you jump again, you dash out. Like it, the fire, it shoots you like a fireball. Nice. Right. Uh, then you also get a lightning shield, right? So do the same thing. It gives you, if you tap the button twice, you get an extra boost up. So you get like a double jump. Yeah. That's cool. They give you the lightning effect when you do it. It drops, uh, so in Sonic style, it drops weird balls underneath you, like lightning balls, and then pushes you up from those. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Propulsion. The lightning shield also has the added bonus of being a magnet to rings. So you don't have to actually touch them. It just brings them in towards you. I hit that. So you could run through the map, right? And like literally have like a line of like 30 rings behind you until you finally stop. And then they would just all go. (laughs) I want to go look up a video of that. I want to see it. It's fun. I want to see all the rings just going. It's fun. Oh, water. We forgot the water is in all of them. But the water adds a... um, I hate the, the bubble levels. The bubble, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. In, the mo- in all the regular water levels, the bubble just lets you breathe underwater. If you don't have it, you have to find the little... Yeah, the little bloop. So that way you can survive and you don't hear the countdown. The dun, frantic, dun, 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 dun. frantic music. In the third one, the water adds the effect of if you hit the double jump button, then it will bounce you down and bounce. Like, you know, oh, like cool. you'll you'll do like a Mario ground pound, but when you get to the ground, you you'll bounce shoot up back because up. you're in a bouncy... Bubble. Bubble, yeah. That's pretty cool. And then the game also, the last thing, like, so everything else is the same. The last added bonus they gave you in three, which, again, this all held over to Sonic and Knuckles, was that if you hit, if you had no power up and you hit the jump button twice, you would have a half second shield that would go around Sonic when he's in his spin dash circle so that way if you were like if, if you were about to hit wall spikes yeah if you hit the button at the right time you save yourself you would and just bounce and not off have any them. rings lost nice oh that explains why that dude in that clip was able to hit those rings i'm not gonna lie after i watched the movie i was like i'm gonna go watch some dudes play some sonic because i don't have it so i went and watched him play sonic and knuckles for a little while and he kept hitting rings or not rings, but spikes. And I'm like, why isn't he losing any rings? Now you know. He was That's, probably hit last second hitting the dash. Yeah, because he was super good at the game. He breezed through like the whole game in like 38 minutes. So, uh, and then, you know, like, so Sonic games were always like that. You know, like, the unlike Mario, where they basically like reinvent the franchise every yeah. so many games. Except for recently, where they just kept it going for a long time with yeah. that, like, 2D new Super new Mario Super style. Mario style, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sonic would, generally speaking... Always be the same, but just add one new mechanic or character, right? And so, so when you got Sonic and Knuckles, it was that they added a character slash mechanic, right? You could choose to play the game as Sonic or choose to play the game as Knuckles. It was the same game with either one, but you could just go do different, different paths, yeah, and do different routes because Knuckles Sonic would run fast. And Knuckles could punch his way into walls and climb directly up them. Yeah. So you would take different paths to get to the same end goal. Could you find any, like, was there stuff you could find only with Knuckles and only with Sonic? Probably. You didn't look that far into it? Probably. 
I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there, probably. Well, so, okay, here's the thing. Like, Sonic 3, I loved. I remember before it came out, yeah. I uh, I bought the game book. Like, I had one of those, like... Oh, wow. Th- again, thing, this is 93. This is... Or 94. This is before, like, that's a thing. Like, thing, nowadays, really? like, everybody has, like, that's the Proxima right. Special Edition Skyrim walkthrough book, and they display them and yeah, you know like the huge pull out map shows you where everything is this was one of those for sonic like when i tell you every page was like the thick glossy like card stock every page nice. of this thick book it was a full walkthrough of sonic 3 every single secret. every clue every hidden whatever cheat codes any cool cheat codes no because it wasn't that kind of book uh i like cheat codes i mean i'm not saying it were there any? I don't think so. Not for Sonic. It, it wasn't seem like game. the kind of game where there would be any. If it if it is, it's uh, like if it had anything, no it was no. If it was, it was. If it had anything, it was like um, the hidden sound test. Do you remember when games used to do that? Oh, where you you'd put in a code and you could hear, hear every single sound found. effect. Yeah, it, that would be the only thing. Like Sonic was pretty. Like Sega held it close to their heart. And they didn't know. They didn't mess with things like that. Yeah, well, good for them. My favorite Sonic game was Sonic Pinball. Sonic Spinball. Spinball? I'm so sorry. But yeah, I like that one. That's the one I played the most. I think it I think I broke it. I played it so much, actually. Man, that like, dedication. Like would like cause when cause I, was, I remember cause I was sitting and I was playing it and it started to the screen started to like fizzle and stuff. So I was sitting there and I went and I turned it off and on. And when I turned it back on, it was just a black screen. So I went to pull it out and it was hot. So I, I think I melted something inside the cartridge. I had played it so much. Yeah, man. Look, I played a lot of games a lot. And I don't know if I ever did anything quite that crazy. I would play throwing it back to Shining Force 2. It'd be my favorite. Uh, so I, I got introduced to that one on the Sega channel. Yeah. But then I, I played that one so much, I had to get my own copy. Because, again, the thing about the Sega channel is it's great. Your saves would stay there the whole month, right? Nice. But only for a month. Only so if you for were, a month? So if you were playing a game that you didn't start oh, until no. the end of the month, even if they brought the game back for the next month, the save wouldn't oh, be there for the next so month. So you'd have to start over. That's very frustrating. And now, again... I beat that game the first playthrough yeah. in a month. But it meant from then on that if I wanted to play it and take my time, if I didn't start it by a certain time in the month, that I would A, either lose my file, or B, the game wouldn't be there the next month. Because maybe RPG wasn't one of the categories for yeah, Mark. got traded out for something else. And so It's action platformer week. So at a certain point, I was like, I have to get my own copy of Shining Force 2. Uh, and so I did. I found it. Found a copy of it, like used at uh, Funko Land to throw back a name we did drop. Never have one of those. Here. You saw them in all the game magazines, yeah. right? Funko. Heard Land. about Funko them. Land. My whole Funko life. Land. Oh, Funko Land is this magical place where video games live. Yeah, it yeah, was a magical had, place where video games live. We had Walmart. <laughs> So Funko Land definitely had a used copy for it. So me. if it wasn't like one of the like top five like popular games. Yeah, well you never got a used copy. You couldn't get a cheap yeah, copy. You weren't getting a used copy either. Yeah. So that was the thing. Like Funko Land, I was able to get a nice affordable copy of Shining Force 2, right? The battery died. Oh no. Uh maybe six months in. So like I, I got to play a good couple of times and like find some new things that I never had the time to really look for when I played it on the Sega channel. Like you can change the battery, but like all your shit's gonna be gone when you do, right? Yeah, but I was definitely at an age where I didn't realize I could just change the battery and nobody in my house was savvy enough with technology to know you could just change the battery. For some I know reason, that now. For some reason my mom did. 
Oh, because, I'm sure. well, because your it happened mom on our way into like this, one she of the Zeldas. In, well, and she was way into early internet, so like she yeah, was probably on some too. message board, and somebody was like, "Yeah, you because can just like pop we were, it open." We were having the, the Zelda every time you'd put it in, your save file would be gone, and Mom's like, "Oh, I bet the battery's dead." She just opened it up, and it's a little watch battery. Yeah, there. That's all it is <laughs> is a watch battery. And I did at some point go back and do this surgery to my cartridge, but there were a there were definitely several years where you just didn't turn the console off. Where I would turn <laughs> it on to play Shining Force Two and would leave it on from start to end, and it is not a it's not a quick uh, by today's standards I would say it's a quick game. Yeah, but back then. But by wasn't. by yesteryear standards, it would definitely. It's the kind of game that if I turned it on on a Friday, getting home from school, I'd be lucky if I could beat it by Sunday night going back in. And that's literally like power. me not leaving. Yeah, yeah you're like you're. I'm, pissing, I'm You're pissing in bottles and hiding not, them in your room. I'm not watching TV. I'm not doing anything else. I'm barely speaking to anybody right. or eating. I am just, just playing, playing the, the game. game to beat it in that weekend. Uh, yeah. I remember we used to do shit like that. I mean, I still try to. <laughs> Games today just can't do that. Right. You can only do that if you want to play an old game. There are There isn't 80 hours in the day for me to try and just power through this freaking game. That That's what I was going to say. Like, you melted a game. I never did anything. But that was the first game that, you know, like, um, I did eventually find out that you could just change the batteries. So it was the first game I ever, like... Frankensteined open yeah to do that too Weird. don't be wrong I Frankensteined a lot of things open as a kid I was that kind of kid like I would you know like a tiger handheld oh video yeah games those things. things like that like I would take those things apart left and right when I was like 18 and I finally was like oh, look I'm probably never gonna pull my game gear out again and it was pretty I mean at that point it was pretty beat up and it lived yeah. it, it lived its life it done its it done its duty yeah. And done what it needed Didn't to. have a high resale value. I took that thing apart to find out what the guts inside looked like. What they look like? Did they Were they cool? No. Way more simplistic than you would expect from a system that was doing full color handheld. Really? In 92. Yeah. It was a bunch of empty space. Didn't need yeah. it. Oh, dude. Well, I mean. Did the, it not need to be that big? <laughs> no, it did need to be that big. Oh, okay. For batteries. Oh, just the batteries? That thing ran on like. Uh, it was like eight D cells, wasn't it? No, it was. Double A, but it was it was like eight or nine or you know I mean it was literally like yeah. so your left hand had like a bunch of fucking batteries in it and your right hand had a bunch of batteries like underneath the hand, so it had like a double stack of a ton of batteries in it, so it weighed a lot. Battery weight, battery weight. Like if you took the batteries out of that thing, that was like it was a glorified paperweight. It didn't weigh nothing, dude. Nice. It was just enough to hold paper down. The, so so again, talking Sega, talking Game Gear. Since we since since we brought that up again, and we were saying, like I said, they were Sega was the innovators, right? Like yeah, it, before Nintendo was the innovator in the game world, bringing up like the it Wii was Sega, dicks. and so uh, the Game Gear, the Game Gear had all kinds of crazy innovations. It had different games and this and that. You could watch and, like, TV plug, on it. You could buy a plugin that you could watch. Because, again, this is the era of uh, bunny ears and, like, antenna yeah. TV, like, we'll pick up stations. You could buy a cartridge that plugged into the back of this thing that just had a giant antenna. And you could pull the antenna out and then, then watch, watch local TV. News. <laughs> watch whatever station you could pick up. And now, of course, 
I had this thing in it. Nine-year-old Shane did not understand uh, why my parents were like, we're not buying that for you. Because all I wanted, I was like, that would be the perfect thing for car trips. And they're trying to explain to me, like, it would never work in a car. Yeah. Like, it might, but you're not going to like it. Because as soon as you find something you want to watch, it's going to go away. You're going to lose that signal real quick. Yeah, but you know, like at nine, you barely understand that. So I was just like, I just want this thing. The only reason we didn't get it. The only reason. Because again, like I said, my parents weren't the kind of parents that were like, I'm not going to buy your game stuff. They they were like, okay, sure, whatever. He'll learn that it's stupid. Well, you know, again, like dad had whatever toys he was in. You know, like, I mean, toys changed for generations. Like, you can't expect your kid to play with what you played with. That's just not the real world, right? And so, like, they were just like, video games is the thing. The only reason I did not have this Game Gear thing is because you could only... By the time I saw it and knew that it existed, you could only buy them at Funko Land. We did not have a Funko Land close to us, but we had one close enough to us that it was worthwhile to use the mail-in thing that used to be in the video game magazines yeah. to order something. So when I got the game, I got it through order mail-in. Mom and dad were like, look, it was one thing for like a $20 used Sega game. Right, but not this We're thing. not mailing hundreds of dollars for this attachment no way to a comp you know to, to, to again land. like i'm trying yeah i'm trying to explain to them like no it's a legitimate business and like still funko land is a legitimate bi- they're advertising to you from a magazine for video game you know like i mean you can just yeah. hear like every the uh, uh, like every 30 year old adult in the 90s right. talking to a child like that like in a magazine you need to come to the conclusion that you are stupid so we can move on. Right. Now, that being said, these are also the same people that Our paid for... talk to us. These are the same people who paid for me to have a subscription to Nintendo... I mean, Nickelodeon Magazine. Does anybody remember that? I Nickelodeon do. Magazine? I got a couple of those. Oh, they paid for us to have like a year subscription to that shit, oh, dude. Lucky. I love that. Back those. when it was still the full magazine. Because you remember, like, at a certain point, they turned into, like, the Reader's Digest yeah, style guys book. But when it started, it, it was, was like a, full a magazine. Magazine. We got a full year subscription when it was a magazine. Yeah. I got a couple one time. It was pretty cool. It had One of them had a recipe for slime cake. We made it. Nice. It's just green food coloring. <laughs> it works. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. And it oozes like slime does. What is a game... That you always wanted to play on Sega, but you never got to. I think that's more of a question for you. Again, oh, I would point out to be one. No, really, you okay? Now we're gonna get into the Shane's gonna talk about his not so legal computer video gaming, uh, right? Like, oh, yeah. so I again already played almost the entire Sega Genesis catalog through the Sega Channel in the cup, the like almost two years that I had it, right? But on top of that, by the time I was like 15, 16, 17, since I was such a huge Sega fan, I did go back and I have emulated every... I mean, there's not a single Sega Genesis game. I mean, I've not played it on original hardware, maybe, but there's yeah. not a, there's not a Sega Genesis game. I There are plenty of people out there who don't dabble in the realm of emulation uh, themselves and on the computers who definitely don't know how easy it is to go back and play the old school catalog i i would say at this point in my life i don't know if there's a nintendo game super nintendo game or sega genesis game that i've not played at least five minutes of i love contra that's my favorite game from when i was a kid 
So yeah. basically Rambo, right? In video game form. You yeah. can't you can't tell me that that's not supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone. It's the Konami code, man. Yeah. Up down, up down, left, right, left, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you gotta finish it. You can't just <laughs> you can't just do half of it. That is a game that's also on Sega. Sega has their own. Yeah, they have Contra, Contra games. It's like yeah. Contra Hardcore, right? Never got to play that one. Not the not to not to be confused with uh, what was the one on the Super Nintendo? The one that you got in the trade. You know oh, what I'm talking about? The yeah, weird top the down. Weird top it's down like Smash TV style so, gameplay, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but it was uh, definitely like Contra, right? Or not Contra, but it was. I can't remember what it was called, but I did not like playing that. No, that one. game was hard. It would. Cause I was, that game was I was hard. used to games being you know like two D right, you no, know, and this one down. tried to do this weird top angle, down. and I'm like five, so I'm like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah I don't play. I didn't hard. play that one very much, but I liked the original Contra, and there was some fighter pilot game, like it wasn't Ace Combat or it might have been Afterburn. Afterburner. Yeah, it was a silver. Yeah, Afterburner thing. I liked that one. That one was super fun. Now we're on Nintendo, man. I need you yeah, to do that with some Sega. So, I, I, are there any Sega games you wished you could have played as a kid? Like again, we've established oh. that we are the kind of people you might have played it finally as an adult, but you wish you could have played first time run as a I kid. I was always so well, not pissed, but like jealous because there was a kid in my class and he had like the Shinobi games uh-huh. for Sega, and they always looked so cool with the ninja and stuff. And I never got to freaking play them. I mean, I still haven't. I don't think. Those were ones I always wanted to play with Shinobi, and there's something else. Was uh, was Killer Instinct just on Super Nintendo? I think it was one of those on both. It was on both. Most fighting games were on both. There weren't. Yeah, because I didn't like Mortal Kombat on this on the Sega. Not enough buttons on the controller. Oh, you just needed a pro controller. I didn't have one. I know. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I had the stock standard one with the three buttons. Sega was really technically work. the better way to play it because I want to say Sega was the one that had blood. That's what everybody kept saying, but you know. Because again, they were the edgy system. Yeah, I was five too. So I'm over here. I'm like, I don't like that there's not enough buttons. And they're all in a line. I don't like that. Yeah, what was it for the Sega, right? You'd have to hit the start button. Yeah, start or select or something. To switch between punch and kick, right? Yeah, it was stupid. So it was all punch buttons, and you hit start, and then it'd be all kick buttons, right? Yeah, it was something stupid like that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The Sega Genesis, unless you had a pro controller, was not the place to play a fighting game yeah the first sure. time i saw a pro controller was the one you had with the six buttons yeah, on it. it was the way to, if you had that didn't improve my mortal combat any if you had well i mean look i'm gonna say if you had that type of controller it would definitely be the kind of thing that would make fighting games doable right i'm not gonna deny though the super nintendo controller was way better for a fighting game yes because the l and r buttons being blocked just naturally feels right yes so the that and was up a, is jump so that was the problem with the sega genesis is like when they made the pro controller you would have the right number of buttons the same number so you'd have exactly what the super nintendo had right you'd yeah. have the you'd have enough for high low kicks of everything and then two block buttons but the problem was they were all on face buttons and no shoulder buttons and so like those shoulder buttons just feel per they feel good you know what i mean like the first time you ever play a game where the shoulder button is your block button yeah you're just like, oh no, that just instinctually that makes so much and instinctually feels right. I mean, you know, the gameplay just feels good. Mm-hmm. Hitting a button that is your kick button and then immediately having to hold down the, the button, button beside it. it is weird. Yeah, being able to like immediately 
go in to block because you're holding it down already. Because your finger's already up there. Perfect. So like I said, I'm a Sega fanboy, but I'm not going to pretend like they were the the best or they were perfect. Did you have any of the attachments? The like the the 32 or the Sega CD? I had the 32X. You had the 32X? Did it did it do any cooler no. stuff? No. No. Just totally wasn't worth it. Just a big giant thing to plug in. The big so again, I already the had big mushroom. So that's the joke about the Sega, right? Is that you yeah. know, like uh, you could the Se- Sega Genesis in its final form. You know, like right. you could plug all it's these been morphed into, into a transformer, like different things into it. You could have the Sega CD attachment and then put the 32X on top of yeah. it, and then, then no joke. I uh, if you had a Sega Genesis and you had a couple of things, you would have to do this type of thing. You would always be like what kind of crazy tower could i i did this i did this as a child for sure i stack what kind of tower can i build so my (laughs) tower my tower was you you start with the 32x you have to yeah uh, because it was got a wide base it's a big wide base so like if you're gonna plug other things on top you want to start with that oh yeah and you could still plug regular cartridges into it because they wanted you to be able to put it in and then still be able to do both yeah you have to constantly unplug right yeah cross compatible so i would plug the 32x in i would plug sonic and knuckles in i would plug my sega channel in <laughs> granted you couldn't play that oh, I'm it sure. didn't do anything you're just trying because to build the sega channel the tower yeah the sega channel wouldn't register in sonic and knuckles so you couldn't do anything well all right guys i want to say uh i i think that maybe the personalized Sega Tower of Power is a good place to wrap everything up here. Did it fall? No, no. It could definitely hold that its it, own weight. I made sure it. when I put it together that it was structurally sound. Again, like I said, I started with a 32X, right? Yeah, you got to have a strong base. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles could support an amazing amount of weight. It Now, technically, putting that Sega channel thing at the top was risky because it did have a lot of top heavy. It was top heavy because it was just like this much, you know, it was like a, a small amount of width that would be exactly like a Sega cartridge and then giant fat modem brick thing on top. Nice. And so, but that also made... That's why I was wondering if it had fell, because I was like a big mushroom on the no, top No, that thing it. was actually really nice. Uh, it, the weight was really centered on it good, so you could put it on top, and it gave a really nice look for the top of the tower. <laughs> it's, the, it's the neck and head of the robot that you were building. Well, all right, though. Yeah, I think I think we might be done. This this beer's a little... Yeah, the beer is... A little stronger than uh, than they said it is. Uh, kudos to Sawstone again. Uh, our Knuckles, locals, our local brewery, they definitely made a good one. It's yeah, they been did. Good. It's carried us through this uh, interesting In, journey this uh, that we're vision, going on. This weird episode. Everybody, you're gonna have to let us know if you like this, if you didn't like this, if it seems like something you want more of or not. Uh, if you didn't like it, you know, again, we can shift back to. Yeah, we were just trying to do something like we promised. We promised you it wouldn't. Just, just be movies. And so we're, we're giving this a real test. We, we've slightly tested it in some of the previous episodes with just like sections where we kind of go off the rails and just talk yeah, about it. This one was completely off the rails. But we just were in the kind of mood where we were both like just we're talking about video in. games. So we kind of went for it. And yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Had fun. If you did, let us know. And you both. know where all the comment stuff is. We're going to we got to do the beer for next week, too. 
Don't forget though, the whole month next month, right? Yeah, we're, we're about to kick off whole month. Yeah, so we're next month will be movies because we're doing Halloween. We're doing yeah, we're doing we're spooky. In, we're doing spooky spoops, all scary that stuff, monsters and creepy ghoulies, horror movies, whatever you want to call the, the. There's a lot of genres inside the realm of scary things. Thriller? Would yeah. you accept a thriller? Maybe as a Halloween movie? Maybe depends on the thriller. I'd have to. That's maybe a case by case basis thriller, for that maybe. One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's somebody that's has to die, right? For sure. All right, but yeah, get ready for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Our first beer for that one is going to be Shipyards Pumpkinhead Ale. Oh. Play along with us on Instagram, make your guesses, put them in the comment sections on our YouTube videos. What could we be doing with Pumpkinhead Ale? Next Take a time. guess. And like we said, it will be a movie. Yes. No surprise uh, curveballs thrown at you with us just dropping a completely new topic yeah. like we did today. Sorry. Sorry, anybody who guessed. There were guesses for Sonic and Knuckles. Did you see? Did you I see? I mean, not Sonic and Knuckles, but there were people that were just like making like, really good guesses. Sonic. Well, there's some people said Sonic. So they, yeah, yeah. I saw one guy, he made one that said Fight Club. I was like, oh, that's actually really good. We probably should have done that one. <laughs> see, I don't know about just like Knuckles being the. That's a. It is good. But it's a, it's a little. I get sandwich. it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, well, all right, guys. So I think, I think we're done. I guess that's it. Uh, we're out. Nintendo's better. We owned the same Sega Genesis.